All right, folks, I'm back again with another amazing topic this week with Scott. So this week, I wanted to talk to you guys about separation anxiety. Um, that one's a really big one, Scott, especially yeah. since the pandemic. Like I would say 80% of my clients are separation anxiety clients. And yeah. um, basically what separation anxiety is, is when your dog becomes upset um, because they're separated from you. Um, and it could be whether you're inside the home or whether you're leaving a home. And what I mean by inside a home, like say you're going to the bathroom, your dog's outside the door doing one of these numbers and stuff, or um, you're going to check the mail, you can hear them barking from the mailbox. Those are all signs of um, separation anxiety, but we'll talk about more of those in a little bit. Um, okay. Essentially, is your dog um, being stressed or um, and have some type of anxiety at being left home alone, whether you're in the home or not. So that's what separation anxiety is. Um, so with that being said, um, like I said, the pandemic was a really, really big cause for the separation yeah. anxiety because we wasn't able to take the dogs anywhere. We're home for almost two years, even if we are. Like I always talk about how socialization is very important and stuff. But also if they're with you 24-7 and then all of a sudden, you know, you were released to the world and you're leaving your dog there, they freak out because um, they don't know. So I just want to go over um the signs and symptoms of separation anxiety and some treatment um you know and hopefully working um talking about this and working through this on this live other folks will notice their dog may experience a little bit of it but hopefully yeah. um they'll get some of those points um so separation anxiety like i said again the dog becomes agitated when um honestly it could even be, be before you leave home. So they become agitated, like say you're getting dressed or you start to put on socks and clothes like that. So you'll start yeah. to notice little signs like that. Aren't you okay with you guys leaving home? He's generally okay, but he definitely knows, like, especially when my, my, my wife is getting ready to go, he can pick up on the signs. We usually, we don't create him, but that's just our choice. We know crates exactly. work for a lot of people, but we have, we basically put him in our, our bedroom. And so we put them there, we settle him there, we close the door, we put on some relaxing music. Exactly. And then we go. But I, if he knows that we're starting rounding up, then he will get excited. And so exactly. and I think there's a little bit there, but it's not like he's not destructive at this point, mm -hmm. uh, thankfully. But I know like if we just left the door open or if we were at our, my parents' place and we tried to leave him and leave the house, mm -hmm. he would just howl for days. Like he'll exactly. howl, howl, and howl. Yep. He'll scratch at the door, like yeah. because it's not his home, right? So he's not used to exactly. And we'll talk about change in location and how that causes separation anxiety too. But all those things yeah. are definitely things that, um, you know, th those are called triggers and departure cues. And some of those are kind of normal dog behavior, like in Archie's case, it's almost like, oh, excited, you're leaving, or not so exactly. excited. But at the same time, yeah. it's not so much separation. You know, some of these are normal dog behaviors, but we'll go through that. So when you're treating separation anxiety, the goal is to resolve the dog's underlying anxiety and teaching him to enjoy um, being left alone, whether that's in the crate or just being in the house um, in general. Yeah. So some common symptoms, because I want people to understand because it's so easily mistaken for other things, which I'll go through. So I want to go through some of the symptoms and um, things, signs of separation anxiety. So one of them, um, some of the common symptoms of separation anxiety is urinating and defecating. So you'll find, I hear a lot, oh, I came home, my dog's having accidents in the house or, you know, there's poop and they crave, they never did that before. Those are all signs yeah. of separation anxiety, but not at all times. 
So we're going to talk about this too a little bit later. You want to make sure um, the urinating and defecating, you want to make sure your dog's house trained. So you kind of want to kind of figure that out. If your dog's not house trained or um, potty trained and stuff like that, it could be that they're simply just having accidents because of that, but it also could be separation anxiety. So you want to make sure that it's not a house training issue versus a separation anxiety issue. Yeah. And as I go through these symptoms, um, it's not just, you know, urinating and defecating alone. So um, in addition to that, you'll see other symptoms and that's kind of how you can rule it out. But if you already know that your dog's not potty trained or house trained, then that could be it as well. So you just kind of want to work through that. Um, also, if your dog's barking and howling, that may be a sign of separation anxiety from the guardian. So a lot of times I'll hear, oh, I went to go check the mailbox. I could hear them or I see them on the fur ball. They're still barking and howling. But again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Look at the whole situation, you know, are they yeah. barking? howling because you're gone or do they hear noises outside the apartment so you want to make sure you kind of distinguish between what is what but again there's several signs to separation anxiety so it's going to be more than just the barking obviously yeah, um sure. not obviously but more than the barking um chewing digging and destruction that's a big sign of separation anxiety coming home i've seen dogs that will even they chew it on furniture chewing on the corner of the walls um right wall, yeah yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it can get bad enough where they actually chew through a crate, an iron crate, or they yeah. even self-injure themselves. So um, you just want to really be careful, but we'll talk about the severe and moderate forms. But the, um, depending on the amount of destruction, it can be classified as severe. Um, another thing they'll do is try to escape um, from where they're confined. If they know that you're leaving a home, so if you're putting them in a crate or just wherever they are, they're going to try to escape to get to you. Um, yeah. They also may, that kid kind of get dangerous. It depends on what they're scraping on. They could damage yeah. their paws or themselves. So you just want to be cautious. If you do think your dog has separation anxiety, put them in an area where there's not a lot of things where they can potentially hurt themselves or scratch on things that might be harmful. Yeah. Um, another common thing is pacing. I am. I know with a lot of my clients, they'll say, oh, as soon as I start to get ready, my dog's pacing around and stuff. That's oh, really? they're nervous. Um, and they just don't know what's going on when, you know, you're going to leave. So that's just a natural instinct for them to circle around you and pace. But again, just like in training and everything, I tell folks to look at the situation, look at the environment. Are they pacing because, you know, you just got home or are they pacing yeah. because you're leaving? So you'd always want to look at the scenario and um, kind of rule out things before you kind of jump on the separation anxiety um, bandwagon. Sure. Um, also, you may ask yourself, why do dogs have separation anxiety? Like, where's all this coming from? I, I, I don't know. Um, like they say, while there's no real evidence of it, wh why, where it originates from, but we could also assume, um, you know, when dogs are puppies and things like that, and say they're with their family, I know a lot of rescues, if they're like, you know, what a, with their family for a certain amount of time, then they take it to the rescue. That could be separation anxiety. Yeah. Um, so basically separation anxiety could start from basically a loss of being with a family um, from puppyhood or just in general, and then being removed from that situation. Again, simple COVID, not simple COVID situation, but a situation like COVID where yeah. it's saturated with your dog all day long, then all of a sudden you're leaving. That's, you know, how it can occur as well. Um, 
So, yep, change of guardian and family. Um, so, for instance, if you have someone move into your house or someone's moving out your house or family dynamics change and the person that they're really close to, you know, leaves, that could also be, you know, a sign of separation anxiety. A change in your schedule, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Do you notice Archie, if you change your schedule, is he kind of funny about that? He's funny. The weirdest thing was uh, we had daylight savings time change yep. last week, right? So mm -hmm. he was very much off the whole week. Like he slept with us in our bed, but like the whole, usually he'll like sleep for an hour and they'll get warm and then he'll move and that sort of thing. We're fine. But like he would sleep like the whole night and it was very, un like very weird for him. And mm -hmm. he was just a little off and it just like a little different the whole week. I think adjusting because he like, we see the clock and we're just like normal, like, okay, now it's 1230. Now it's his lunchtime to him. It's still like 130 or whatnot. Right. So exactly. that time change and that, that, that gentle shift in schedule, it just mm -hmm. threw him off completely. It just How long did it take him to kind of get back on track? Like a full week, I would say. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, this little tidbit, I usually tell clients close to daylight savings time, start to move their dinner That's time, the meal good. times, like in between, like, you know, if it's six and seven, do 630. Yeah. So yeah. Like a big shift. But yeah, usually it'll just like phase out and they'll go back into their regular thing. But yeah, also a change in schedule, abrupt change in schedule. Yeah. Um, so for example, it, a lot of people were working from home during the pandemic. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have to go back into an off to office. Yeah. That's a, definitely a big trigger for separation anxiety. Yeah. Um, also changes in residence. I, I just finished working with a client who moved from Connecticut and now they're in Boston. And she's like, you know, when I go to my mom's house, this happens. So all of a sudden we moved and I'm still at working from home. What's the problem? But it's still separation anxiety from that home from the people yeah. in it and the changing environment, they have to get used to it. So those like, are all if they live there for a long time. Like oh, yeah. we've, been, we've been, we, he's been, Archie's been in the same spot for five years. So we can only imagine like how much of a wreck he's going to be if we move and that sort of thing. And it, it'll happen eventually, but yeah, exactly. I can imagine it's just going to be a big deal for a lot of dogs that change of residence. It's just, they're used to their home and that's what they protect, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and that sort of thing. And it's so funny because, you know, she's working through separation anxiety. I mean, it's great. It's so funny because when she goes back home, None yeah. of it happens. And so that yeah. just tells you, like, it's, you know, it, it's Definitely. true. Um, yeah. Also, like I talked about before, a change in household membership. So either if someone passes away in the family or moving away, that can be a trigger for separation anxiety to develop and yeah. things like that. <laughs> um, I talked a lot before about, you know, it could be mistaken as something else. So there's certain things we want to rule out. Um, just to make sure it's not anything else. So some medical things that we can rule out is you want to make sure for us that, you know, accidents in the home that your dog's not suffering from any type of incontinence, um, any type of medical conditions where it will cause your dog to leak or would they say void their bladder, um, any type of surgeries your dog's having coming up. So you want to just look at the whole situation and make sure there's nothing going on in your life or with the dog's um, you know, medical issues that's causing your dog to have accidents and rule that out. Certain yeah. medications can actually cause your dog to urinate in the house and soiling. Um, if that's the case, you want to contact your veterinarian, of course, to either find out if the medications, um, if that's one of the side effects or causes um, to make sure you're ruling out separation, anxiety. Does Archie have any um, medication? Is he on any medications or anything? Or is he cool? Not any, but I know there's one uh, pain one that has an, an anti-inflammatory that he's yeah. on. He's noted because he can't take it because when he had it when he was younger, he would make him throw up and that sort of thing. So exactly, there's always yeah. these side effects we don't know about, and there is always like alternative. Usually, there's like alternative options that don't have the side effects. But it just takes talking to the vet. But yep. yeah, yeah. 
And so that's the next thing. Um, so of course, besides ruling out medical things, you want to rule out any behavioral um, problems. So one of the things you want to rule out is submissive urination, submissive urination um, or excitement urination. That's fancy doggy language, um, dog training terminology for excitement peeing. So basically, yeah. when you come into home, your dog's like peeing because they're excited to see you. So you want to make sure that your dog's not urinating because they're happy to see you, opposed to it actually being separation anxiety or party house training issue. Um, also, again, bringing back to house training, making sure that your dog's fully party trained, and that's not the reason why they are um, having accidents in the home. Yeah. Another common thing, dogs do urine mark. So you want to make sure that you're not mistaken them having accidents in a home uh, um, with them marking um, spots in the house, like marking their spots and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. ruling that out. Also, I talk about teenage dogs and puppies just being teenagers and, you know, just make sure the destruction is not caused by them wanting to play or just them being a teenager or yeah. normal puppy behavior, um, boredom. Again, giving them something. Boredom's a big one, yeah. Exactly, because they will get distracted and get into things if they're bored. So you want to make sure that they have appropriate appropriate exercise schedule, appropriate play and stuff like that to keep keep them engaged and ruling out that, <laughs> making sure that's not the issue. Perfect. Bringing it back again, excessive barking and howling. Um, they could be barking at things outside. They could not. They could be barking at howling because you're gone away. Again, look at the situation. You know, I do live in a wooded area where, you know, the coyotes come out at night and you notice your dog howls every night. In that case, it may not be separation anxiety. But if you're leaving out the house and they're howling, you know, outside the door, then that probably is a sign of separation anxiety. Um, so with that being said, a lot of folks are probably saying, how do we treat this? Okay. So far as treatment, um, Again, we want to help the dog enjoy time being home alone, whether it's in a crate or whether it's just in an open room. So if it is a mild form of separation anxiety, and what I mean mild, I mean that the dog's not a danger to themselves. So okay. you, you know, they're not you know chewing through crates. They're not like gnawing on their hands or things like that. So if it's a mild form of separation anxiety, um, there's a couple of things you can do, but again, making sure your dog has an appropriate exercise schedule, um, a quick little training you can do to start like today, giving your dog a Kong and something to do before you leave each and every time you leave. So they'll look forward to enjoying something that's gonna cause them duration to keep them stimulated while you're gone. So what I was telling my client before, try a, um, a food audition or a toy audition. So give them a Kong and stuff it and see how long it takes them to chew through it or finish it. So you'll know that's how long you know it will take for you. That's how long you can be away from the home and yeah. start that process. So what I tell uh, my clients is create small moments of separation um, until you can get some type of training under the belt. So what that means is if you're going to the bathroom, leave the dog outside the door. Um, if you're going to check the mailbox, leave your dog inside the house just for a few seconds. Start creating small moments in which you're teaching your dog is, hey, I'm coming back. I only was gone for a few seconds. And then you can get into um, expanding the amount of time you're home alone. But even before you do that, give me a dog like a stuffed Kong or stuffed toy or puzzle toy, something to work at before you leave the home, um, just so they get excited about that each time is very beneficial to um, helping the separation anxiety. Um, in addition to that, if they are suffering from mild separation anxiety, you want to get into training. 
And we'll talk about that at the end because we are offering a course for that, a DIY self-paced course. But um, essentially the training would um, consist of you working on some departure cues, anything that gets your dog excited when you're leaving and working on helping them enjoy that through treats. So, you know, whether it's picking up your keys, putting them down while giving your dogs treats at the same time, just helping them desensitizing them to you leaving the home, um, making it a positive experience. So those are some of the things you can do, working with your keys, picking them up and down, putting, taking your shoe, putting your shoes on and off while treating them. Just anything that triggers them before you leave and just working on desensitizing them to that. Um, also, when it comes to training, um, you want to reach out to a certified trainer such as myself um, who can help you throughout the process of separation anxiety because it is like a structured process that you have to work through um, with duration, sit stays, distance stays, and go to mat um, um, so your dog's not following you around the house. We want to prevent that with go to mat training so they can stay there, sit so they're released, and then working on going out of sight. Um, building on that amount of time out of sight in training. So with that being said, usually it takes a few weeks, but it actually can take months to build up to the amount of time you want to be out of sight. So ideally, you want to be gone for like eight hours, but in training throughout the weeks, we have to start off slow with just a few minutes at a time. So just, you know, knowing going into this, even with training, whether you do it on your own or not, is going to take time, yeah. be patient. And usually when I work on my clients, I try to set them up so that whether they have it or not, you know, getting family and friends on board that can watch um, the dog throughout the training process, because it's going to be very important that you don't leave your dog home alone. If they, even if they are um, experiencing separation anxiety now, and you're listening to this, you're like, oh man, I think my dog has it. You want to start uh, before you even do it. To start training, figure yeah. out where your dog can go or if they can come with you until you can get yeah. training of um, some sort. But you definitely um, want to start with the departure triggers, reaching out to a trainer such as myself um, so we can start this, you know, home alone training process. For sure. Um, yep. Um, in addition to that, um, we talked about all the triggers and things to expect and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of other things. Oh, if your dog does have a severe form of separation anxiety, um, <clears throat> excuse me, which I talked about before where they're like, you know, chewing through the crate, chewing on wood and things like that. And they're shaking, drooling, stress, things like yeah. that. Why not um, consult with a vet, uh, veterinary behaviorist or okay. your vet um, to employ some type of drug therapy or get medication because the medication can actually suppress um, the anxiety enough for you to get the training um, started underway to work on that separation anxiety. If you try to start while they're stressed out, it's not going to work. They're not going to take yeah. the treats. It's just not going to be um, beneficial. You got to give yourself a fighting chance to actually start the training, right? So, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, so, to wrap it up, to start today with separation anxiety, create small moments of separation, leaving them outside the door of the bathroom, checking the mail, things like that. If you are going to leave the home, if, if it is a mouth form, um, stuff in the car and giving them toys and things to do, give them a job to do before yeah. you leave the house. But if you're still like, eh, it's not going to work out or I'm, I'm still not sure you need like just some guidance, you can reach out to a trainer like myself. And I know Scott's going to discuss the new program that we got. <laughs> we have going with separation anxiety. If you want to talk to them a little bit about that and how yeah. to find it. Yep. Yep. So basically we have a new program. It's a mixture of online plus virtual sessions, weekly sessions, uh, Pam's running, uh, separation anxiety is definitely one of those things where mm -hmm. it's very hard to do it on your own. 
just because you need a structured plan that you literally do every day and you have activities every day. And so that that's what Pam's put in the program. Um, you know, we want you to help treat your dog for separation anxiety so they can feel better, but also so you can feel okay with like leaving the house pretty much, right? We want you to help you with that. Um, so again, whether you work with Pam, whether you work with this online program, whether you find someone else, make sure you talk to a professional because separation separation anxiety is the hardest thing to DIY training wise. It definitely um, it's one of the most like complicated issues and it really, really makes a difference and speeds up the process. You don't want to start and stop, start and stop, right? With this sort of mm -hmm. training because you mm -hmm. want to, you need those four or five weeks and basically the program is four weeks. On the fifth week, Pam actually devises a, a full management schedule for you to work forward and to move forward and to actually be able to enjoy your life with your dog, but also mm -hmm. when you want to live, leave your dog at home too. So uh, we put the link down below in the comments. You can check out the link for the course if that is something that interests you. Um, but also if you have any questions, just you can, uh, the easiest way is to mm -hmm. message the page. Uh, we have a message button on the page through Messenger. If you have questions like, hey, I don't know if my dog has separation anxiety, Pam is always really awesome yeah. and really willing to answer any questions you may have and just generally help out. Um, we're here for you. So, um, you know, no pressure to do the course or anything like that, but we just want to help you out in any way we can. That's And just a quick note too, I know with online courses, support is very, very important. So I designed this course specifically so that you guys will receive support throughout um the four weeks, whether, yeah. you know, the of course, like Scott said, the fifth week, we're going to hop on a live call. I'm going to see where you guys are and get you pushing for it. So you guys, your dog can be completely free from separation anxiety, um, uh, depending on where you are at the end of the training, if you do the DIY program. But I want to promise you guys that there is a lot of support throughout the program. Oh, yeah. Support is very important. And um, so don't you worry about that. And again, if you guys have any questions about the program, um, how it works, how to get started, things like that. Scott's going to drop a link in the comments, but you can always reach out to me as well. Sure. Okay. So with that being said, I hope you guys really enjoyed this live today. I'm great. I've got some useful tools to get started if your dog is suffering for separation anxiety. But other than that, we'll see you next week with another great topic. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.